Hi, I'm the Wolf from Bitch and Wolf, and across from me today is the original B, who stopped in to show off her new car and have a bit of a coffee. And we were just talking about back in the day when we used to drive around in shit boxes. How things have changed. So, uh, original B, how are you? Awesome. Awesome. You're smiling there, cheek to cheek, because you got a new little car to drive around in. Freedom. 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 You can see your mind ticking. You don't need to go to the servo to get cigarettes. <laughs> You don't have to make up an excuse. Anyway, I better get the important stuff out of the way. Rise Construction Solutions are proud sponsors of the show, and we thank them very much. Bitch and Wolf TikTok, Bitch and Wolf Snapchat, Bitch and Wolf Instagram. Hit us up on our social media, follow the show, and thank you to all the followers and listeners. Original B, you asked me about storytelling and how I sort of laid off it a little bit. Lucky you that I recorded one with Hardy Incarcerated B a little bit ago. I wanted to play it to you. You're my best critic. It's this lovely little story for you. It's called The Yin Yang and the Yip Yip. Many, many, many years ago, I was up in Sydney, up in Chinatown, and I was pretty addicted to uh, gambling. I did all right with money in other endeavours that weren't looked upon as the norm. In other words, criminal activity. I wasn't feeding kids drugs or nothing, but I was pretty much a little ruthless in a sense. So anyway, to kill time, I used to gamble. Somehow I ended up in Chinatown in some back room in some almost cliche movie type situation where I was betting on basically a game that I didn't really have a clue what the fuck it was called or even going on. I like to call it bluck. And before I knew it, without even fucking knowing, and I didn't have that sort of cash, we're talking, you know, we're talking up into the eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 mark. The last thing I remember about that dingy back room and a smoky because Asians love to smoke, so it was very smoky. And the last thing I remember was, you know, being sort of told that I've got to pay all this fucking money. And I, I thought it was in cheaper stuff like uh, rubies or something that wasn't. They were telling me eighty to 90000 US dollars, which is about 160000 Australian dollars. So anyway, I remember saying, fucking you guys are fucking kidding and uh, I remember some bloke coming out that was like their henchman and before I knew it I was unconscious. I woke up in a cage, you know, like a dingy wet area of a back alleyway of some what felt like Chinatown but in fact it was Tokyo, Japan and I didn't notice. So anyway I was kept in a cage and fed disgusting like dirty rice. I'm hoping... That it was just brown rice. I told myself it was just brown rice. The discolouring of the rice was concerning. After about five days of not eating or anything and only drinking rainwater drips off the uh, edge of the cage, I decided to eat some. I had weakened up quite a bit. My companion next to me was a panda bear that was in a cage. I was terrified of that fucking bear. It was big but it was also very docile. I started losing my mind a bit and... Started talking to it like it was a person. I used to call it yip yip. And uh, after about what seemed like eternity, 
I remember getting pulled out of that cage and blindfolded and taken somewhere. I know I was put in some sort of vehicle. I don't know if it was like one of them walking, running taxi ones or what it was, but I was put in a vehicle and I was taken somewhere. And almost again, like a cliche movie, I was in this, I don't know, like a big sort of function area room. In the middle of it was like a round circle, which I come to know later as being a sumo wrestling ring in the middle of this very crowded, very movie cliche, full of Asian smoking and blah, 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 I'm betting on fucking fuck knows what. I didn't have a clue that I was just about to be a pawn in one of their betting games. I was taken up into the ring only to have across from me this very large sumo wrestler, which I found out later was idolised by the population of the Tokyo people. A sports star, even though he was very overweight. And, you know, the women this guy seemed to have in his corner, they were dropped dead gorgeous. So I'm sort of thinking, how the fuck are they finding his dick? How's he finding his dick? <laughs> Is this guy so rich that he doesn't have to find it, that all them crevices and cracks are all washed uh-huh. for him? That was my thought. I didn't realise that I was in any danger until I was put up into that ring. And before I knew it, across from me, this sumo wrestler guy is getting into a traditional squat and slapping off the legs and yah, yah, and... The crowd murmur had got louder and I thought I was dreaming or hallucinating. Maybe I took a drug and, you know, this is all going to go away any second. But it didn't. It stayed there. Before I knew it, this fucking guy hit that big fucking cymbal thing. You know them big cymbal thing? The gong. But the vibrations just ran through me. It was this sumo guy's fucking charging at me and I've just stepped to the left and he's fucking just sort of dived over the rope. <coughs> Point to me. Fucking crowd's going off, carrying on like... I didn't know what the fuck was going on. After about five minutes, it was sort of turned around. I was on the other side. He's doing his traditional fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crowd's getting amped up again. I'm looking around. Next minute, the gong goes off again and I've nearly shit myself for the second time and I'm looking at the guy that's hitting the gong like to say, give me some fucking morning. And as I turn back around, here's this big fucking sumo charging at me again. This time I stepped to the right. He just went over the rope again and ba-ding, point number two to me. Crowd's in hysteria. Their fucking idolised fucking champion is two fucking points down to some fucking unknown guy that owns a lot of money to some Asian Tokyo businessman. Anyway, I'm there. I'm still scratching my head. Some Asian guy comes up to me and he speaks a little bit of English and he's like, just one more point and you can be free. It's like, oh, okay, well, this, this should be easy enough if I just, uh, the gong went off again. Fucking heart nearly stopped. Sumo's charged at me again, but this time I just raised me foot up in front of me in a beautiful fucking deep kick. <laughs> Drops the cunt out cold. I'm scratching my head going, that couldn't have went better any other fucking way. Like mobile phones filming this, but no one did. We're in Tokyo. This shit should have been filmed. I needed this to back up me truth. I've just knocked out Tokyo's fucking number one champion sumo wrestler and made him look like a fool. 
To the roar of the crowd, fucking round eye devil, round eye devil. <laughs> Little bit of English speaking guys come up and say, Well done, your freedom is gonna await you, but it's not straight away. And I thought, Oh, fuck it, it's gonna keep me here being some sumo wrestling fighter. Skinny guy from Australia up against their fucking fat fucks. It wasn't the case at all. They put me in the cage next to Yip Yip. I used to tell Yip Yip, I said, when I get out of here, Yip Yip, I'm going to get you out of here. <laughs> That's the only noise I'd ever made. <laughs> Poor fucking thing. I used to see a lot of tigers on stretches too, missing their front paws. The fuck are they veterinarians? What the fuck are they doing with them tigers? Are they trying to give them prosthetic fucking balls or... No, this is the Asian's way in Tokyo of long liberty in life. Harder cocks for fucking, even though they've got thumb dicks. So they decide we need tiger paw and we'll give you the endurance to be the lover and the real man that you've always wanted to be, like the white westerner in that cage. Because I used to come and stand there looking at me dick going... <sighs> Is he deformed? <laughs> I don't know if they were actually saying that, but that's what it felt like, pointing towards it and scratching their heads a bit and weird shit like that because I was only sort of clothed in a fucking old T-shirt that I wrapped around me and sort of looked a bit Tarzanish. Anyway, after counting up about 22 tigers without their front paws, and then you just see like dolphin fin fucking just thousands of them on, on like trolleys and shit and that they use dolphin fin they grind it up into a powder and they snort it like coke what? and they call it porpoise <laughs> oh there's some good porpoise and they chase like the better one I want blue bottle nose porpoise <laughs> it's a better hit I suppose it's like Colombian coke I don't want your common fucking I don't want your common grey fucking dolphin it's got to be the elite dolphin. I don't even know what the elite dolphin is, but I'm going to say it's the blue one because it had a tinge of blue. Yeah, I used to snort a bit of the uh, porpoise myself just to kill a bit of time. After about what seemed like a month, someone come to the cage and finally let me out, put like a dirty white wet damp towel over me, which I thought was very odd. Like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you put a dry one on? Me and Yip Yip have been getting rained on for the last fucking 20 days out of the last 30. No one give a fuck about us. Think fuck it was warm enough weather. I used to reach my hand into the cage if Yip Yip touch its shoulder because I'd be fucking terrified it was going to grab hold of me and fucking bite me hand off. And I didn't want to be a tiger. I didn't want to be Paulus. And I didn't want them to fucking come across a hand that's on the ground and then do something with it and then realise it's given them special powers. And then they start a war. And then they start harvesting the white man. Taking his hands for uh, wealth and prosperity and happiness. If I just grind up a westerner's hand. Especially one that's beaten our, our true champion who never got to fight again. And he wasn't getting his crevices and his fucking dick and that all washed by these beautiful women. He had to try to do it himself. I wasn't the last geisha. I wouldn't say that, but I'd certainly say I think I saved the last of the... Uh, they don't seem to be as so big these days. And I think that speaks to me. I don't know that if that's 100% true or not because no one's filmed this. So this is all just... 
Nay, say. People go, you're known to tell a good story, Mr. Wolf, so you could be just making this up. I said, the beauty about me is I can tell a story. I can tell bullshit if I want to tell bullshit, and I can tell truth that sounds like bullshit. It's this one of them moments. It sounds so outrageously like bullshit that it is. Next thing I know, like a rice bag over my head. I shouldn't be using these cliché Asian things like I'm being racist, because I'm not, but it was a bag that they used for rice. How did I know? Because that's where the discolouring rice came from that they fed me and yip yip. Fuck knows what they were feeding the poorless tigers. Probably nothing because they didn't seem to move. You didn't seem to, to hear them. <coughs> nothing like that. You used to hear a dolphin every now and then go. <coughs> but I was delusional, you know. I was in a mind state in between the living and the dead. Anyway, next thing I know, i unconscious again. Now, whenever you're unconscious, well, what I like to do when I wake up from being unconscious, first thing is I check my ass. I'll make sure I haven't been fucked. Make sure I'm not bleeding from my ass or any fucking unwanted cum or any other yip-yip animal type thing that they're trying to crossbreed just to get bigger, magical, more powders like the blue bottle nose dolphin. <laughs> anyway, I woke up and I thought I was still overseas somewhere, but I was back. Was out the back of fucking Seven Dragons Tales restaurant up Chinatown. An English-speaking Asian said to me, "Your debt has been paid, but I would advise you, Mister, not to come back up here, gambling your life away like you did. Make yourself very lucky here. Have some tiger paw." I made my way back here to Fat Cat City. The only thing I had to prove that I wasn't lying was the tiger ball. Now, I still got that tiger ball in my cupboard. Except for it's not as big as it was because when you grind that shit down and you give that a fucking snort, (laughs) tiger ball, you realise that you're one fucked up character to be doing that in the first place. Now I'm hooked on Tiger Paul. I'll go to the zoo and I'll pay for the uh, top-notch fucking tours at night or behind the scenes, take a photo with a tiger. And all I'm doing is pulling out me fucking, me hacksaw blade, me back pocket going, just do it quickly. It might no, just saw it off and fucking run. I'm not allowed in the National Zoo and Aquarium here in Canberra. Taronga Zoo have me posted up behind the counters everywhere. Security won't let me in there. Mogo, well, I won't touch them, my tigers, I don't have the, uh, the oomph, it's like a blue, it's like a grey, grey dolphin, no good, I've got away with a substitute, tiger balm, and I just pretend that it's tiger paw, and it's nothing like it, but if you put enough of it up your nose, you know about it. Do you know there's not a panda bear in Australia at all? Really? I met a man out at Alice Springs that uh, had one in a cage that he brought back from over there many, many years ago. I think he might have even been, I don't know, maybe a prodding stick or something, but uh, he certainly had it trained up doing tricks. You know, I was very lucky to come across him. Anyone got a panda that they wouldn't mind showing me. And after nothing for years, and out of the blue, this bloke got a hold of me. He was a bit like uh, Wolf Creek, which is sort of funny in a sense. I even said to him, they'd be pulling none of that Wolf Creek shit over here, mate, because I am the wolf. He didn't fucking blink an eye. He was just sort of looking at me ass like maybe I could fuck that. I remember him saying, you heard about them pommy backpackers where one of them went missing. We know who we're talking about. I'm not going to mention who he is. He goes, I got him in a panda hold. So what the fuck's a panda hold? And he goes, come down here. Took me down into these like abandoned mine shafts. And here at the end, 
it's this panda. And do you know what? It was Yip Yip. And when Yip Yip seen me and I seen it, like I just thought it was a panda. I come back from Tokyo with an addiction to want a panda. I, I, my whole quest in life is to buy a panda for myself to, to raise as a as a child, as a Yip Yip. And uh, they don't make much noise, but when Yip Yip fucking see me and on a nostril full of my scent, over crazy fucking sound. This guy's freaking the fuck out, going, sit down, you fucking cunt of a thing, fucking hitting it with an electric product. I'm going, ah, fucking leave it alone. He goes, you'll be fucking next. And he did. He hit me with the broad stick. Knocked me the fuck out. Woke up, checked me asshole. Here's your pip and I again, caged like old buddies reminiscing back in Tokyo days. Come up with an idea how we can escape and... Tell Yip Yip, don't, don't worry Yip Yip, I'm going to look after you. Because he was feeding him fucking pow dog food. Doesn't eat pow dog food. But when you starve something enough, I'll eat whatever the fuck you If you've got a dog, you can uh, starve it out. Until, uh, uh, I'm not saying you should, I'm just saying you can. You can starve them out to eat vegetable scraps if, you, if you're a big vegetable vegetarian and uh, you've got no other food scraps and you're tight ass cunt and won't buy any dog food you can just go here have carrot fucking peelings and potato peelings might look like a fucking greyhound but can be done anyway old yip yip was addicted to the power <sighs> poor old yip yip anyway I made our escape plan and sure enough it come to fruition that's the word and anyway it worked like a charm he went down to give Yip Yip his fucking pow dish, silly fuck, he undid the door. And I went, there's that guy, what's he doing here? And stupid enough, that fucking idiot must have had him somewhere down there alive because he swung around thinking he was there. That's where I grabbed his arm and I was like, now Yip Yip, and Yip Yip fucking turned into this <laughs> ravenous fucking panda bear that's never, you would never expect it, but if you've ever seen a panda bear chomp down on someone's forearm and he bones broken you know of course you're gonna scratch that fucking thing behind the good good girl yip yip good girl for some reason i thought i could hop on its back and it's just gonna fucking ride out of there like a horse you can't do that with pandas apparently it just fucking collapsed and fucking fell down and moaned i think once it realized it had freedom it give up on life and it died on the spot. The only thing I knew what to do was to cut off its paw and bring it back with me. Reminder of these Asians' ways of grinding down animal paws and snorting them to see what they do. I tell you what, a couple of good lines of fucking panda paw makes coke look like fucking dolphin.